It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love Talking Today with special guest David Smith. Thank you, Gavin. This is Evelyn, and you have the Love Ladies, and we are excited to be here. Hello, Miss Carrie. Hi, Miss Evelyn. That's right. You have found Love Talk, friends. Uh, we are so blessed that you are with us today. Bright and early on this Saturday morning, and in studio, <laughs> Kathy Indebrock. Hey, Kath. Hey, Coach Carrie. Hey, Miss Evelyn. Happy Saturday morning, friends. It is good to be alive, and we are happy to have you with us this morning. So grab your coffee. We're going to love talk. We are in our new series, the Love Season series. And, you know, God's Word, guys, friends, it teaches us so much about God's love what it looks like, where it comes from, and how to get it. And I will tell you, God's love is better than any love that you can ever imagine. <laughs> Say it right, love. That's right. That's right. And we have a great program for you. Uh, today we have a very special friend of ours who is a contributing author to Miss Evelyn's new book, Love Walking and Love Talking. His chapter is titled Living in Thanksgiving. So we're so thankful that he's with us today. We're going to introduce him in just a moment. Um, I have a verse for you today. Carrie, Miss Evelyn, I love this verse. It comes straight out of 1 Corinthians, which is a book over in your New Testament. It was a letter written by the Apostle Paul to the Church of Corinth. Um, It's in chapter 15, verse 57. It says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, anyone out there looking for a victory today? I love it that we are living in victory with Jesus. I, I, I love this verse, Kathy, during these days and times whenever it is so easy to fall victim to everything going on around us and to have that mentality. And we find our victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. And we don't have to be a victim any longer to circumstance. We don't have to be a victim to things going on around us. We have that victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And friends, if you don't know how to get that, if you want to know what that even means, call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. You can find us on Love Talk Network. You can find us on Facebook because we would love to share that victory with you. Miss Evelyn, what's yes, going on this week, girl? Oh, I can't, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I love this scripture because it starts with but. Have you ever? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, but right? But means in spite of, and you know, it's not, you know. The, yeah, you're right, of, you're right. In spite of X, Y, Z. Yeah. No matter what no. excuse we can think of for being victims, for being, uh, you know, outside of God's love, no matter what excuse we can think of, God says, no, 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 baby. But let me tell you this. Thanks be to God. He's you know, the one who brings you victory. Evelyn, I'm just, I'm always amazed at you. I tell you every single time I come in the studio with you, you just teach me something so profound and I just I'm praising the Lord because he continues to give you this way not only with people mm-hmm. to love on people and to pray for people but a way with the words that I've just never experienced before so I like la- yeah but, I'm old, but honey. Hey, <laughs> in spite of all the other things but thank you Lord for the victory we can share. In All right, way. friends. So it's what fine. is your butt? What's your butt? <laughs> your butt was butt to my husband when we uh, we sold our lake house and moved everything that had a movable thing into the house that we bought to sell. And it, everything is just in disarray. It, for me, it is. And those are the butts of life. That's the way we've got it right now. We're going to live it, enjoy it. But when I, you know, to get a little bit bigger than that, we are in a really tight position in, in, in where we are in the state of Texas with this terrible, terrible virus that's going from one house to the other. My, our son David's whole crew came down with that. Oh thing. no! Whole crew. Oh gosh, Miss Evelyn. So I, I'm praying for protection. Mm. That's my butt right now. I'm, <laughs> but Lord, you know, I will, I will 
your will in my life. So, mm-hmm. But we're going to have a really good time today, Miss Carrie. We are so glad you're here. <laughs> I All the way down from Idaho. I know it's great being in studio. There's just something special about being present with people. You know, we had this really great program uh, a couple of weeks back with Brian Allered, and he mm-hmm. talked about love is present. Mm-hmm. And there is something really unique that happens when people are present together. And I think that's one of the things in this nation that people are not able to be in one another's presence. And you know, I love social media. I really appreciate uh, the connection that we're able to have, being able to get online through Zoom or StreamYard or whatever it may be. But there is something really special about being able to touch, being able to see one another's face, being in one another's presence. And this is the one thing I love about God is that he tells us all through his words that he's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. He's never going to abandon us, that he is with us, that his Holy Spirit even dwells within us. We're never alone. And And um, I just so many favorite things about God. But that is one of my favorite things about love is if his love is it is a present love. It's with us for us Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. give away. That to give true. away. That's right. Absolutely. You know, Kathy, it's always great to have you here in Texas. A lot of times that means you're visiting your girly that's uh, at Baylor, and now you're bringing her back. Um, you've got an amazing blessing to have her home longer than you first anticipated after spring break. But now she's spreading her wings again with her science fellowship. Um, and, man, what a, what a blessing it is for you to be able to come down and move her in but also be with us. Yeah, it was. it's great to be able to move her into that apartment at Baylor and get to see her in her first apartment. And so I love Miss Evelyn uh, gave her so many things from the lake house. And so Aaliyah was just so excited that she gets to have in her kitchen the same things that Miss Evelyn was baking with Aww. in her kitchen and the same cups and bowls that Miss Evelyn used to feed her family. And That's so, so it's just, it's you know, when you know that these things are just, filled with love and given with love. It's mm-hmm. just, it's wonderful when you open a cabinet and, and they're Red Bulls. They're, they're Texas Red Red Bulls and, <laughs> and plates and everything, so it's a lot of fun. And um, Anyway, loved getting her set up. You know, I want to tell you, Eric had this really unusual doctor's appointment. He he loves this doctor. We kind of call him the witch doctor, jokingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the gentleman, he's been in practice uh, with a major medical for like 35 years, working with um, uh, St. Luke's in, in Idaho, and uh, but he got so sick of big pharma that he went out on his own, has a private practice. And, you know, we had heard we'd seen so many videos and heard, you know, so much different stuff about cures and, you know, treatments for covid. And uh, he told Eric, he said, you know, I know that physicians are scared. We're scared to be um, put under discipline by the medical board. We've had a lot of restrictions on on prescriptions that we can and cannot write. And he told Eric straight out, uh, I'm going to give you a website. You're going to be able to go get hydroxychloroquine. Do not take it on its own. Take it with zinc. And he said, you will have nothing. He goes, don't do it as a preventative. Do it as if you get symptoms in stage one. Nobody has to die from this. He says, if you have breathing problems, call me. I will put you on some butesonide through a nebulizer. He's like, if you feel like really fatigued, we can get you on a Z-pack, azithromycin, and you are going to be just fine. Now, Eric didn't have COVID, but, you know, it's a concern for us, for our family, especially sending Aaliyah off to Baylor. And so we're like, okay, we're putting her together a care pack. He said, look, you know, she's young, she's healthy. If she gets this, she probably won't even know it, but if she has symptoms, they're going to be mild. But if she does get sick, she can have this right there with her. Because right now, I think it takes like two weeks to get a prescription for the stuff. So I don't know. For us, all of a sudden, no, no, uh, I don't know. We just weren't anxious about it anymore. We're like hearing it straight from this doctor's mouth that this is a treatment that he's very confident of. And so I'm like, okay, I'm I'm not a doctor. I can't give medical advice, but boy, it sure it. It helped to hear that from someone that we are not um, all knocking at death's door right now. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I have to be real careful. I, I deal with a population of people that's very high risk in my job, um, working with Parkinson's patients and move, people with movement disorders. And so we have to be very careful because, you know, just because they have such um, massive pre-existing conditions, 
that, uh, you know, wearing a mask when, when I teach class and all of that is making sure because I certainly wouldn't want anything to happen to them as they're trying to strengthen their bodies through yeah. exercise. So it's really great to hear, uh, you know, a doctor that you guys trust, um, you know, moving in that direction and, and having those opinions. So, you know, I think we all have to navigate these waters as we feel best for our families and our bodies and in our communities. Um, but knowing that God is in control. Yeah, sure. it does. I, you know, mm-hmm. there's a time in our nation where we are kind of facing death. And boy, what a time to have some great conversations about this. The, you know, I mean, I think back to 9-11 and all the conversations surrounding death back then. Mm-hmm. And I just I'm looking I just I love the stories that are coming in about uh, people just giving their life to Christ and um, just having their eyes open to Christ. And so I'm excited about our guest today. Uh, because he is a person who has just um, worked with churches over the years and has seen God move in just wonderful, incredible ways, especially within the community of Austin. I just want to share him with our guests now. Um, it's Dr. David Smith. He's actually the director, the executive director of the Austin Baptist Association. He has lived in Austin or in Texas for over 26 years now. Um, he especially enjoys church planting and evangelism. His spiritual gifts are encouragement, teaching, and shepherding. Friends, you can get ready to be encouraged today. <laughs> he enjoys spending time with his family, reading, snow skiing with his wife and two children. His first grandbaby, we just found out, Marley Joe is due in five days. <laughs> Dr. David Smith, welcome to Love Talk. Oh, thank you so much. It is great to find my way back here, and so good to meet uh, you two ladies along with Evelyn. So. Appreciate it. Appreciate it so much. Well, you uh, did us a great favor recently. You wrote a chapter in the new book. Love walking, love talking, love walking. Yeah. How do you do, you do that every day with the job you have? Mm. <laughs> oh, Evelyn, you, you are just the queen of questions there <laughs> for sure. I want to begin by telling you this. When you extended the invitation to write the chapter, I was overjoyed. And uh, as is always, always the best, uh, tell the truth. And uh, Julie actually drafted up that chapter. Uh, Obviously, as the mother of our daughter, she was best suited for that. And uh, I had thought genuinely that I had communicated that. And here you gave me credit for that chapter. And I told my (laughs) wife, I said, the first thing I'm going to do. Is uh, is is tell uh, is tell that how, how ignorant Miss Evelyn is. <laughs> not a bit, not a bit. But to answer your question, oh. Evelyn, it is an honor uh, to get to church, serve the churches of the Austin Baptist mm-hmm. Association, about two hundred strong, and then connect with the larger body of Christ uh, here in Austin. But you know, when you when you think about it, the the Lord the Lord Himself, His personal project was the church. And what better job in the world could I have than to get to work with churches? A lot of times help them through difficulty and hardship. But some of my favorite is just calling a pastor and saying, hey, let me come and, and pray with you. You know, how can I help? How can I How can I be a, a blessing to you? And uh, so it's it's great. Uh, I have to begin the day with prayer for sure. Uh, and, uh, and Well, I want to tell you, we prayed you up, brother. <laughs> how many years ago was that? I've been in this role for 20 years now. And uh, it's, uh, you know, my my friends tease me when I started. I was a young guy. And uh, now just recently I found out that I have the longest serving uh, guy here in Texas. And so uh, that's that makes me old. (laughs) No, it's usable. You know, it's that usable position. And we are going to dig into some of that today. Uh, It's uh, it's so exciting to hear some of the results coming back from the book. And um, I I know that. Kathy and, and uh, Carrie have uh, some questions in that regard. But tell me what you see. We have about a minute before okay. break. Yeah. What you see God's doing during this particular time in your ministry. Absolutely. So I'm an optimist, uh, sometimes to a fault. But here's what I tell our churches. If, in fact, we have 200 Southern Baptist churches, currently we now have twice as many services provided as we did before COVID. You think about that. All of our churches now have begun streaming in some form or fashion, maybe Facebook Live or something else. But imagine across the city, all of the churches now uh, are providing another vehicle, and they're finding that their reach in COVID is amazing. So uh, that's one of the great things I see. 
You know, it links me back to the promise that we covered in last week's program that God says, I will use all things together uh, for good. That's for my good, for your good. Um, and I love to, I, I love this uh, positive approach and understanding, being able to see what God is doing in difficult times. Friends, what is God doing in your life? In the diff- are you facing a difficult time? Is there something that you want victory over in your life? Do you want to make that perception, uh, that change, that shift in your life from being a victim to being a victor? We're going to talk with Dr. David Smith more about uh, his chapter in the book, about his incredible family, a really unique story that he went through with his daughter, Bethany, and everything that... Um, God has how God has used that in his daughter's life, in his in his life, in, in his wife's life uh, to really affect change and impact his family and the people that they serve. You're going to want to stay with us. We're going to hear right. We're going to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with you on Love Talk right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You found the love, ladies, and we got some testosterone in the room today. <laughs> what? So happy about that. Dr. David Smith is joining us here. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater with the First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison. Our beautiful friend, Kathy Enderbrock, is in studio with us. We're so thankful for that. Uh, Miss Evelyn, you love to ask all of our guests um, the primary question of life. It's about love. That's right. Go ahead, Miss Evelyn. <laughs> and studio, we have a good friend, uh, and um, I've known you a long, long time. Uh-huh. But our our audience probably um, would love to meet you. <laughs> so, how did it in your lifetime uh, become a part of you, who you are, to follow the Lord Jesus? What did He say to you? When you made a decision to follow him. Oh, my goodness. Wow, what a great way to introduce yourself, mm-hmm. uh, how you came to faith in Christ. So, uh, praise the Lord. I, uh, I grew up in a family where both of my parents uh, were Christ followers. Um, my, uh, my father's family uh, actually were instrumental in starting the Nazarene Church in the little community uh, where he grew up. And uh, so evangelism was always a part of, of who he was. He got saved with, a, with an evangelist staying at their house. But as an eight-year-old boy, uh, I got to the point of understanding um, what Jesus was offering to me. And I had, uh, I had you know, kind of snuck in to watch the youth watching an old film that uh, is uh, as B-rated as anything you've ever seen. It's called A Thief in the Night. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the rapture has occurred and all the Christians are gone. And I'm, as an eight-year-old, watching it. And I came home and was just terrified. And I can remember coming into my parents' room and saying, I want to ask Jesus to come into my, to my life. And there in their bedroom, um, ask the Lord to come into my life. And, and Evelyn, you know, I know, you know, some people question, you know, young children making a profession of faith. But uh, I'm telling you, I, I, I really uh, lean back, you know, on that time. And, uh, but that's, that's when and how. And such a sense of peace. So here I had watched this crazy, you know, movie, and I went to sleep just knowing I'm I'm resting in Jesus. So thanks for asking. You know, I have a I have a pastor who's who said he poses this question. He goes, you know, I've often been asked how much faith it requires for a child to actually accept Christ and follow Him, and the answer is this: it it requires as much faith as that child has. Mm. That's a good word. That's Mm -hmm. a good word. Yeah. So true. You know, um, I I love that. And faith of a a child, right? Just Mm -hmm. innocent. But I've heard this so many times, David, that, you know, even as a child feeling peace to go to sleep that night. We had a guest on just a few weeks ago that said the very same thing about accepting Christ when they were a small child, but yet feeling this incredible peace. Um, that as they drifted off to sleep that night. I love that. Now, David, you've written a, a chapter. You and your wife, Julie. There you go. Very good. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, you and your wife, Julie. Thank you, Julie, have written a chapter in Miss Evelyn's new book, Love Talking and Love Walking, um, called Living in Thanksgiving. And in this chapter, it's about your beautiful daughter, Bethany, and you share about the day the doctor gave you and your wife, Julie, some news that you would have rather not heard, frankly. Uh, you even mention, a bit hesitantly, I, I might add, that you somehow in your heart felt like you were going to be exempt from all bad news, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, what was the news that you came to realize, and 
what a, comment on these exemptions, so to speak, <laughs> if you will. You know, uh, we read at Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Uh, if I were to edit, which I won't, I would say, you know, all things are good, uh, you know, mm. but things are not all good. And I don't know why, uh, in my mind, I felt that, uh, and I, I'm pretty honest, uh, you know, through Julie and her writing in this chapter, that here I am, a pastor, I'm doing a lot of stuff for the Lord. And so, you know, in my mind, you know, I'm just kind of exempt from some yeah. bad things. Uh, mm. We we had a son, a little boy by the name of Thompson, found out we were going to have a little girl. Uh, we're going to name her actually Laney because uh, last name Smith, we wanted some jazz to it. The day, <laughs> the day, no, this is so fun. The day that we're driving to see the OBGYN, I told Julie, I said, man, I had a dream and I think we, you know, we ought to name her Bethany. And, of course, she's, you know, what does it mean? I said, it means city of God. It means house of miracles. And um, she just was, you know, she said, I think that's great. So we get into the doctor's office. The doctor is a believer. And he comes and he looks at the sonogram. And then he dismisses himself. And it was, you know, a little bit odd. He brings back his associate. And he has tears in his eyes. And he said, we, you know, we have some terrible news. Um, it, it looks as though Bethany has spina bifida. And we didn't even know, you know, what that what that was. And, you know, he said, you know, basically what's happening is there's an opening in her spine. He said it looks like from our sonogram that it's low down her spinal cord, which means it's going to be better than if it were higher up. Um, she's going to need a shunt in her brain, and she's probably going to be very cognitively challenged. And I can remember walking out of there, and we're not even sure you know what what exactly has happened we actually in those days actually still we had cell phones but because he was a close friend he said i've got a sonogram place just up medical parkway for those of you who are listening from austin so from seton hospital to medical parkway and we had just turned on a medical parkway and our car broke down now i know many pastors would say well that's my pastor's car it was a it was a great car so i literally turned the flashers on in my car and we're going to walk the next six blocks and I can remember saying to myself, almost a little bit angry, Lord, really? I mean, our car, all of this stuff, don't know what to tell. And there was just such a sense of peace in Julie. Now, you know, you ladies, having had kids, will, you know, understand probably more than I will ever understand. But it was amazing. I think God had so, you know, given her peace in that. And it was out of a, a relationship with her that, you know, after the fact, I, I wanted more. So we get to the specialist. Mm-hmm. The specialist, you know, pretty much takes us right away, looks at the sonogram and says this. I'm so sorry to find out about your problem. If we would have found out earlier, we could have taken care of it. And I am just sitting there floored. I am now, you're, I am beyond understanding. I mean, I'm not yelling or anything, but I'm just kind of flat. And here's just the sweet, amazing wife that I had. Whatever God has allowed into our life, God will give us the grace to handle. Hmm. And I'm telling you, it was catch-up ball to try to catch up with where my wife was in terms of her relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord. And, I, you know, and, and how, the, how the chapter plays out and why we submitted that to Evelyn and the, and the team to come in. We come back. It's a Wednesday. I tell her, I said, it's prayer meeting tonight. I don't even want to tell anybody. I don't know what I don't, what I, I, I don't even know what to tell them. I get through prayer meeting, and I'm such a open book. I finally just, you know, let it out and tell my people, you know, they're just kind of, wow, pastor, we're, you know, we don't know what's, you know, what this is all about. And the next morning, I have scheduled a men's prayer time, and I just told Julie, I said, I don't want to go. I said, they'll be fine. They'll do it without me. Show up at the prayer meeting, all kinds of men. She leads a ladies thing, all kinds of women. But on Friday night, in the heat, during football season, (laughs) hundreds of people gather and pray around our little parsonage uh-huh. for an hour or so, and there was no mic because we didn't even know who was going to show up, and people just were there just to pray. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, that experience changed my heart, my mind, my life, you know, my, my prayer experience. And there are people to this day, when I'm in Dripping Springs, they'll go, I was there for that prayer meeting for your daughter. And I'm telling you what's amazing is some of these people I know are not Christ followers, but that's what you do when you live in Texas and you live in a little small town. But what's especially sweet is when you have sweet believers, and Bethany's now 24 years of age, 
who come up to us and go, Man, yeah, mm-hmm. we, we pray for Beth and Reagan. Oh, by the way, she wasn't supposed to be able to get through eighth grade. Uh, she graduated from Baylor, from Baylor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> University. She spent she had tended to spend six months in Romania. They sent her back because of COVID. Her kicking and screaming the whole way going, I'm fine. I can stay here. You know, wow. literally let me stay. In fact, she's really anticipating going back because she really mm-hmm. feels like God asked her for six months, and she didn't give him six, so she's going back. And right now, the uh, State Department says that unless it's essential, you don't need to go to Romania. So she's, you know, she's our little missionary. She is she is on it. So, sorry, a longer answer than you <laughs> wanted, but that's that's where the Lord really began to show us and lead us in prayer. And one of the things that you say um, in your chapter um, that I, I just love because it's it's so amazing, God's care for us. You say this, and I quote you here, God gave us joy when sadness would have made the most sense. How does God do this? God gives you joy because, and again, not at that moment. So, you know, I mean, this was reflective back because you know you know that he is in control. Now, I know my friend Evelyn, and before we leave, she's going to ask me what my favorite verse is of the day or what I've been thinking about. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and get it out now. Proverbs 19, 21. Um, by the way, if uh, if you want a, a good way to read Scripture, read a proverb a day. There are 31 proverbs. And my father, since I was a little kid, has said, every day of your life, read the corresponding um, verse uh, to the chapter of the day. Well, yesterday was the 19th. Proverbs 19.21, many are the plans of a man's heart, but, Evelyn, we're going to connect with the earlier, but, but the Lord's purpose prevails. And there is joy, and you can have joy, Kathy, because you know that in the midst of all of this, God's going to work it out. And in faith, we don't have to know how, we just know that he is. His purpose, ladies, is going to prevail no matter what is going on in our life. And there can be joy in that. So often, our joy is connected to what is happening, or our happiness is connected to the situation that we're in. But there's a sense of joy in that this is not the end. And God does have plans on this. And you look back over Bethany's life and you say, Wow, thank you, God, that I didn't miss that. And uh, leaning in to, to his work. And, and there have been amazing stories uh, about her life. I want Bethany to write a book right now. She's not, you know, so excited about She'll get know, there. <laughs> <laughs> Let her spend a day with Miss Evelyn. She'll get there. There you go. I, I love this, you know, because so many people think when they think about God's purpose, they think about, okay, how he keeps the, you know, the earth revolving around the sun. They think about a very general purpose, but yet in Jeremiah 29:11, he has a specific purpose mm-hmm. for each of us. And listening friends, he has a specific purpose for your life. And that is the purpose that is is for your good and it's to grow you, it's not to harm you. Yep. You may go through difficult times, you may experience suffering as we all do. Um but God will bring good out of it. I can't imagine um David going in and hearing horrible news about this child that I have great hopes for, having that dashed, and then seeing God begin to work it out day by day, week by week, and here we are 24 years Mm -hmm. later and getting to reflect on everything that he's done. Well, and I think as humans, we, in our sinful nature, we get bogged down in that how word that you said. You know, Lord, I... I don't see how you're going to work this for your good. Like, really? I know you tell me that, but really? And, you know, we just, we we get involved in this how, and we want to fix it, and we want to know now how. And he's not, those things are not revealed. I tell my teenagers this all the time. Like, we don't, (laughs) we, we, our minds are so small that we can't even fathom how. Yeah. We we literally can't even fathom it. If we if we don't know, you know, God has this amazing imagination. Just look at the animals that he's created. Yeah. And yet we think we can figure out how. Yeah. yeah. And um so the, the journey through that yeah. 
is where we find our joy and where we choose on a day-to-day basis to find our joy. That's exactly right. And oh, you have said it so well because if we can set the how question aside, knowing that God's purpose is there, then what happens is you begin to look you began to see how God begins to show up. How did he show up? He showed up with our people on Wednesday night at prayer meeting, mm-hmm. loving us up. He showed up with extra men and extra women coming to Julie and I's Bible study. He mm-hmm. showed up with all of those people gathering around our house. He showed up seven years later when Dripping Springs has a new park. And the people in the community have a right in and say, we want to name it Bethany Park. Oh. No, they didn't, they, they didn't name it Bethany Park. That would be too much of a Baptist pastor story. But the point, but the point is, the point is, God is working. And rather than getting bogged down on what I see right now, I'm going to look longer. And so, Kira, you are exactly right on. I'm going to look at the fact that, you know, it's someday, you know, and it might be heaven. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep working out. But here's how awesome God is. I'm sitting there at Bethany's graduation. I'm just thanking the Lord. Wow. Who would have guessed? And I know her neurosurgeon wouldn't have because he told us. He said, you know why I'm the neurosurgeon that you picked? Because I fix all of God's problems. And I just thought, well. And he wasn't a very exciting guy because he he teed off on the fact that I was a minister. And I just just prayed for him. There was no way I was going to talk him out of Mm -hmm. that thing. But um, Well, you know, we had a guest on last week, Linda Chandler. And she was talking about grief through a, a very difficult time in her life. And she said her number one way to deal with grief was to not isolate you know don't isolate is what she said and you know I love your personality because you said okay I told my wife I was not going to tell anyone about this and then I go to I go to prayer meeting and I just spill my guts right I said that's so me like I I you know I want to hold things close to the vest and then I get around people and I'm like oh you know this is going on whatever but you didn't isolate yourself and look what happened your friends people who didn't even know you guys just just came around to love you and support you through a time and, and to lift you up. And and I think that's so hard right now in this pandemic, right? We, we're, we're like, there's a new slogan, something about separate is better or I don't, I don't, I just hate it. No, we're, we're not meant to live life alone. That's right. Okay, we got to be safe. I get all mm-hmm. that, right? We got to be safe. We got to follow the rules right now. But there's so many examples of of just people coming alongside and just lifting us up. Absolutely. Through, Absolutely. Through this journey. So I have a question because okay. I you know I know that we have listening friends who are um, who are thinking right now. Okay, I want to connect with people mm. that will um, draw close to me. I want to connect with people that will pray for me. And I want to connect with people that will surround me in love when, you know, all I can do is, you know, breathe each day. That's the best I can do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know that there's this um, prevalent false stereotype about um, church that church is just a bunch of perfect people acting perfect, that church isn't a place for heartache or imperfection or sin, and that, you know, someone might out, you know, our listening friends out there might be thinking, well, I have to get my act together before I can go to church. What what would you say to that? And for someone who's thinking, well, maybe I, I might connect to a church, but I don't even know where to begin. How, what would you say to them? Very good. Thank you for the uh, the question there. Well, first of all, uh, Miss Evelyn, you know, knows every pastor worth knowing in the city, and boy, I'm a sigh of relief that she knows me. Uh, the, the first thing I would do is I, I would find a, a church in close proximity to where you live, if you could. Um, although, you know, I work with Baptist churches, the exciting thing I see in Austin is we're working across denominational lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would look for a church that uh, sees people in need of Jesus Christ, that we are sinners, uh, that are focused on the gospel. And uh, the, the beautiful thing about a church fellowship is uh, even though you might think they're all perfect, they're not. John Burke, my good friend at Gateway, not a Baptist church, has written a great book entitled No Perfect People Allowed. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, he, he does it well. Uh, we tease if you find a perfect church, don't, don't join it because you'll mess it up. Uh, none of us are, are, are perfect. But uh, referencing something that you said you know, related to prayer, 
uh, as we've been kind of coaching our churches in streaming, one of the things that we've asked them to do, and it's been really fun because this is, this is a new and exciting thing. You think about it, in a live church service, you have some prayers. We pray before we start. We pray before the offering and this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Most all of our churches now have a banner across the you know the program that's on Facebook Live or on YouTube or whatever, and it has a live pray-in number. Text in the prayer, call in the prayer, and we are seeing amazing things from our churches because our churches said before all this, we really never thought about having prayer during the service. And all these churches that are having it, they have a person, a man, a woman, maybe a couple of people that are manning the phones to, to take that prayer. And that's one of the reasons why I encourage believers to find a fellowship. Because now you've got a group of people that can that can pray for you. You might it might be a big church and you might have a large group, but just even to have one person that you can call and talk to or text to and say, "Hey, just pray for me right now," is uh, is powerful. That is fantastic. Okay, I'm bringing that back to Eagle <laughs> Christian Church in Idaho. I'm going to talk with Come Pastor on. Steve about that. <laughs> yeah, just a number. Just pick a a number and let people either talk or call in. And imagine during the service, somebody's calling in and saying, "The pastor just said this. I need you to pray for me. Pray for him right then, and then leave it there." We have the strongest prayer connection at First Baptist in Pflugerville. Oh, you have a great, yeah. And our, well, I'd have to say 75 years. Um, and it's exciting to know that people believe in prayer. Amen. Get rid of the hows and the buts and all these things and, and focus on the power yeah. that Jesus Christ has to make a difference. Yeah. Well, and, you know, as Brian Aller had said a few weeks ago, there is no power in in prayer, no, not a single drop. It's the power in the relationship with Jesus that we get through prayer, (laughs) right? You know, I know that's semantics, right, for some of us, um, but that that relationship with Jesus through prayer is... Is, is what fills our hearts, is what fills our lives, is what gives us um, direction and, and ways to stay right there in, in God's will. Mm-hmm. And unless we have that, we as humans tend to stray out of God's will for our lives. And that's when we, that's when we mess up. That's when we, you know, just, just um, when we step outside of that. So it's so amazing. I thank you so much for those words. And, I, you know, David, I know you work with all of these churches, and in our show, every week we try to close the show with find a church. Find a church that is preaching God's word, number one, because the relationship with Jesus is what matters. Um, and you know, our pastor, I feel is so good. I go to a Baptist church as well, but he, I feel like he's so good about saying, Lord, we just want you to bless every church right now. The Presbyterians, the Lutherans, all of those that are preaching God's word today. And I think that's so important, um, to, to realize that there's people out there that just want to love us and there's no perfect people. And so I love that title of that back, no perfect people allowed, because we do think we have to fix ourselves before we get a church or we're embarrassed about what's going on in our lives. I like to say we're all normal until you get to know us. <laughs> <laughs> so well, one of the things, you know, we mentioned the book several times. We would say to you, if you're interested in getting a copy, you can call our love line, and it's 249-6535, 512-249-6535. And that was so exciting to be able to write that book with pastors like you and some of the others. And um, we... Uh, we had a great lady that helped us put together one of the most powerful prayer times I've ever seen in my life. And this lady sitting right here. Oh, no. fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Miss Evelyn, are she, you took, she took us to Washington, D.C. Okay. And we had the means to buy a book, that book, uh, for every representative and every senator. Oh, my goodness. And, of course, we immediately we met the devil himself. <laughs> he tried to derail your plans, but he was not successful. Ms. Well, Evelyn. well, one of the things that I would tell our listeners, and you know, the the beauty of Evelyn's book is Evelyn invites people to tell their story. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you know what? People can't argue against your story. It's your story, however, however you spin it out. But if if you're listening today, 
You, you think back on things that you have prayed for, and you have a story of God answering and working through that. And even though Evelyn hasn't yet met you, maybe, to ask you to write a chapter in her book, you can share that story mm-hmm. with your neighbors, with your friends, with your coworkers, mm-hmm. and it will change their life because it's what happened to you. Mm-hmm. I have people all the time go, oh, I don't think I could debate anybody theologically on these issues or that. I said, fine, you just share your testimony. Mm-hmm. Anybody that debates that, they're uh, they're in a knucklehead and you don't have to mess with them. <laughs> well, so, we don't have to be afraid well, of that the, word testimony either. That's it's right. just a story. It's a story. It's, it's a, a story. Well, one of the things that's hooked on to this is we this particular book, we are going to, in March probably of next year, okay. sometime during, uh, before Easter, after Easter, Go to the Texas Capitol. Okay. And visit every senator and every representative and give them a copy of the book. Mm. Wow. So this is an extended process. And so we would just ask you to pray. If you're interested, as one of our listeners, uh, wanting information about that, you can call us on the love line. Well, friends, I tell you, I don't know where the time goes, but we are at the end of our second segment. We have one segment left. Uh, we have a few more questions uh, for Dr. David Smith. You're going to want to stay with us for that. We're going to hear from our amazing sponsors who have made Love Talk possible for over 35 years. Uh, we love them. They are businesses that are worth knowing, businesses that can help you um, it, at your home or at your work. You want, you're going to want to listen and give them a call. But stay with us for our last segment of Love Talk. We'll be right back with you right after this. And welcome back, friends. This is Kathy Endbrock with Love Talk in studio today with the First Lady of Love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison, and Coach Gary Brinkater, our incredible special guest, Dr. David Smith, the Executive Director of the Austin Baptist Association, bringing together over 200 different churches throughout the Austin area. Now, we have a question for you. Uh, it's going to put you in the hot seat. Okay. okay? okay. All right. Uh, because, you know, there are some preaching and teaching in churches, you know, one church in particular that, mm-hmm. that, that comes to mind that says, you know, God, if God will only bless you with good things. He will only bless you with riches. He will only bless you with prosperity. And if anything, any suffering befalls you, it is because of something you have done or you're not living right or there's unconfessed sin. And I just think that is uh, not biblical whatsoever. Yes. I, you know, I look at at, at uh, Jesus' mother Mary, and I think mm-hmm. she suffered more than any other woman in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yet we see very clearly that she was esteemed by God. And we look at your story and this difficulty that you went through, and just the glory, glory that God brought out of it. Um, how would you address that teaching in the church, and what do we do with it when we hear it? Mm-hmm. Wow, Kathy, thank you so much for allowing me to speak into that. When we did find out about Bethany's uh, birth, uh, we did have some people that told us, you know, hey, was it you or was it Julie? Was it both of you uh, that, you know, that God has now, you know, stricken this upon you? Uh, I, would, uh, I would answer the question with an opinion or I can better yet answer with Scripture. There are some scriptures, there are some stories that you look at and you say, God, thank you for including that in in your wealth of wisdom, in in your holy, inspired, infallible word. And that is my belief. Um, this question that you ask goes back to the disciples. They encounter a guy that's blind. And they go to Jesus based on, and again, ladies, hear me, on their religious upbringing. These disciples, based on their religious upbringing, you do bad, and you're going to get slapped down for it. But we have a God of love, and they bring the blind man to Jesus, and they said, hey, which who sinned? We need to know. We need to know which guy. And what does he say? This man was born blind to bring me glory. Mm. And I want to tell our listeners, if you're listening today and somebody has put that on you, that because you're bad or because you've made a mistake or something that uh, that you're you're being punished for that. Then there are results, you know, and implications of the things that we do wrong. But I want to tell you, our God is a God of love. And I would tell you this: if if you're sitting in a church setting where that is the prevailing teaching, that's just contrary to Scripture. Mm-hmm. So, Kathy, the simplest way for me to say it is that's not in God's word. You know, it, it, we we hear of an everlasting loving Father. Can't love us more. Can't love us less. And uh, so, yeah, Scripture, that's counter to Scripture. Well, I think about Jesus. 
And before he's to die on the cross, he's crying out to to God, his father, Abba Father. And he's saying, take this cup from me. Take this from me. Knowing that that this is what his price is, is to die on that cross, a horrible death that he took that death so we didn't have to. Mm -hmm. Right? And God said, this is your purpose. And it's going to bring glory to millions. To millions. And, you know, we have this cup sometimes that we want to be taken from us, but how can we use it? You know, I go back, my daughter has had some significant health issues over the past couple of years, and um, she got a clean bill of health just recently, and um, what what an absolute journey we've been on. And she came to me a couple of days after the clean bill of health, which was on May the 6th, and she said, Mom... Did you know that I was baptized on May the 6th, 2011, and that on May the 6th, 2020, I got a clean bill of health? Wow. And I just lost it. <laughs> I just, she said, God gave me two new beginnings. Wow. And I just, I, I'm, I, my heart is beating faster right now as Kathy hands me a Kleenex. Like, I just... The Lord works in ways when we are in the valley, Dr. Smith, that we don't know. And I I mean, for her story, like you said, everyone has a story. And her story is going to be one that glorifies Jesus through the struggles that she had. And now she can glorify Jesus through that. He gave this to her. What a gift. What an absolute gift. But I tell you what, walking through that valley was not easy. Yeah. And he never gave, he never told us that our journey was going to be easy. What he said was that you, I'm telling you, sisters and brothers, there will be a way that 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 this will glorify, and you you just don't even know, you can't even fathom it. So I love that, friends. I guess the ultimate the ultimate word here is to find a church and find some people who love Jesus. There you go. To lift you up through these valleys that we all. We'll go through. And I would add, you know, don't let anything ever drive you away from church. There is something unique Mm -hmm. and special that happens when we come together with other people that love the Lord. When we come together and hear God's word um, shared and his message preached and testimonies given, there is something special that happens when we pray together in a group. And, I mean, I will tell you, I, I love my private times of prayer, and those are precious, but there is something spectacular that happens when we come together, just even for Sunday prayer. And and I tell you this because I used to be one of those who, you know, when the, when the pastor on Sundays would say, you know, let us pray, I'd be like, okay, this is my quick nap time, you know, I, will, I just need a little short nap. You know, I'm like, pastor, make it long, make it a long prayer because I maybe I might be able to get a little bit of a snooze in before, you know, the head jerks back up, you know, or I get to think about what my uh, grocery list is going to be after after church, you know, when I'm going to the grocery store to get lunch for everyone. But when I discovered group prayer that when I discovered God's family coming together before his throne in agreement together, in unity together, something that happens when God's children are in unity and 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 going to him with the same request. I mean, it is just it is literally it is like heaven comes to earth for that for that period of time. And so I would say don't ever allow anyone to drive you from church, to keep you from church, mm. because there's only one person who doesn't want you to go to church, mm. and he's not your friend; he's your enemy. You <laughs> want to find a church and go. Church well, Kathy, you word. are so uh, you are so knowledgeable in all things prayer. I I have this mm-hmm. thought in my mind. You you can write the book because you're the smart one here. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I I think I think God literally, you know, creating us in His image has created us with a desire for prayer. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't have any great research on this, but I, I serve as a chaplain with the police department Hmm. and often I will be out and I cannot tell you the numerous times that people have come up to me and if they didn't know they said what is a chaplain because it looks a little bit different than the Mm -hmm. police uniform and they will say will you pray for me Mm-hmm. I could walk into any hospital here in Austin if they'd let me in, and I could go from door to door. Because I actually did that one time. 
I just went from room to room and said, hey, my name is David Smith. Would you mind if I prayed for you? People are drawn to prayer, but especially to Kathy's point, if you're a believer in Christ, I'm just telling you, you're missing out. If uh, if you don't have a relationship with people where you're having them pray for you, you're praying for them, you're having a conversation with God. You have the privilege of interceding on behalf of someone else uh, at the feet of God. So, yeah, ladies, you're you're talking my language here. I love mm. this. <laughs> well, we make that possible for those that are listening to us, uh, David. Uh, I want us to close today on the 23rd Psalm. Okay. Okay. Uh, that is something that is so strong in the way of telling us what we can expect when we walk with the Lord Jesus and we talk with him. And it's, it's, um, it's, it's given to comfort us. It says, yes, though I walk through the deep sunless valley, and that's S-O-N, <laughs> valley, mm-hmm. uh, through the shadow of death, I will fear no evil or dread no evil, for you are with me. Your rod protects and your staff guides. Together they comfort me. One of the things that we see so often in the lives of young believers and later as they go into college, whatever, is to put that in yesterday. Mm-hmm. They live in yesterday. Yeah. Uh we would offer the 23rd Psalm to any of you who would take the time to memorize it and then put it into action in your life. And it's, uh, it's a comforting thing, but it's also a critical thing. You know, I think that's true, especially during this time walking uh, through the valley of the shadow of death. It seems sometimes like, you know, that shadow of death is right over us. And friends, we just want you to get out from under that shadow and get out into the sunshine, the S-O-N shine. That's where we want to live. That's where the Lord would have for us to live. Carrie, any final thoughts? We are about to close our show. Well, Dr. Smith, I would love for our listeners to be able to get in t- contact with you if they would like. How can they do that? Uh, listen, I'll tell you what. I'll, uh, I'll give you my email address. It's david at austinbaptist.org, D-A-V-I-D, at austinbaptist, A-U-S-T-I-N-B-A-P-T-I-S-T dot O-R-G. Uh, any way that we could be of help to you, we'd love to do that. And I, uh, I'm, I'm going to steal just a couple of seconds to say this. In, in my role... Uh, so many people will ask me, do this for me. Can you, do you have this and that? And I used to say, hey, I can't do that, but I'll be praying for you. Here's my new phrase. I'll be praying for you, and if there's anything less I can do, you let me know. Oh. And I would be honored for you to email me your prayer request, and uh, I'll share it with our unceasing prayer team. Evelyn's had us on here before. But uh, any way that I could pray for you, I would be honored uh, to do that. Thank you, David. Friends, you can find David at david at austinbaptist.org, and you can find our archives at lovetalknetwork.com. Love Talk Network. That's where you can find all of our shows with the love ladies. For my sweet friend, Kathy Endebrock, and my mentor and friend, Miss Evelyn Davison, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater, and we'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.